Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's a Sunday morning. Hope everybody had a great work week or vacation or just laying around the house, whatever it is that you do. Hope you had a great one. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It means a lot to me. My last podcast, I have up to almost 100 listens from last Sunday to this Sunday. And what's really neat is Spotify is part of, or Anchor is part of Spotify. So what they did was they sent me this, um, like my year to date for 2020. And for my true paranormal experiences and more on my podcast, because it says Spotify for podcasts, I had a 325% in Canada, 64% in the United States, and 27% in the United Kingdom. Um, my voice resonated around the world in 19 countries. Isn't that cool? And it says I made some big gains, 120% uh, increase on followers. I did 94% hours, 46% listeners, and 33% streams. So I owe that all to you guys. Thank you for letting those numbers increase like that. It means a lot to me. You have absolutely no idea. Um, what else? So, yes, it's uh, Sunday morning. It's 1122. It's overcast. It's cold out. I woke up to snow on the vehicle this morning, which is fine. I like snow. So I'm at home because I don't feel like sitting in my cold truck doing the podcast. And I don't want to let it run and, you know, gobble up the gas that's in my tank and all that. So you may hear some cats in the background. I have no control of that. Right now I'm sitting in my hallway on my stairs in my house doing the podcast. And I've got some music going in the background. Just for mood music, to set the mood, set the mood. So today's podcast, if I move around, I do apologize, um, is about hate. And just on a side note, I do apologize that I say um so much. I am trying to correct that as I go. I'm sure it's annoying, right? Because you can't fast forward me going um. So I'm going to try and work on that. Okay, so instead of saying um, I'll say Okay. Well, today's podcast, again, is on hate. I didn't know what it was. Never heard of it before. I was trying to find some good stories on, like, Christmas, um, Christmas stories, um, spooky stories, things like that for Christmas, which I did find something out, which I may do another podcast on, probably, on the winter solstice. And what I did find out is that on the winter solstice, it's very similar to Halloween. On that night winter solstice because everything's changing the veil again is very thin so on that night spirits just like halloween can come through and do what it is they do and communicate with us and all that that's why well that's one of the reasons why some people tell ghost stories on christmas eve which has nothing to do with uh, winter solstice because i think that's what december 21st and 22nd but i thought that was really interesting tidbit i did not know uh you guys can visit my facebook page at uh, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Please give it a like. Check it out. I will be posting unique things. Things like that. Like about the winter solstice and uh, spirits can come through. Things like this. Um, so, sorry, I did it again. I'm going to wear a rubber band so every time I say, oh, I'll slap my wrist. <laughs> you guys are going to be hearing a lot of slapping. And <laughs> my wrist is going to be all freaking swollen and shit. Anyways, uh, so... Uh, yeah, please give my Facebook a check if you are on Facebook. 
Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. And if you are on Instagram, it's P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I, I think. I don't know. I'm not on Instagram that much. It's just, I usually do Facebook. Well, my primary is uh, Twitter. Um, so if you hear me snap my hands, it's because I'm trying to control my cat. If you hear me snapping. So, yeah, I'm mainly on Twitter. If you want to know my Twitter name, you can email me at P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I at gmail.com. And I will give you the link to my Twitter account. I don't want to say it on the podcast for certain reasons. Um, so, anyways. Alright, so, here we go. What is a haint? A haint is a type of ghost or evil spirit that originated in the beliefs and customs of the Gula Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E people, descendants of African slaves who lived predominantly in the Low Country and on the barrier islands off the off the coast of the Carolinas, Georgia, and North Florida. Which, I don't know, the more I read, I think it'd be Louisiana, but apparently not. So now, there's other things on the internet that have other definitions, like the word haint is an alternative spelling of haunt, which was historically used in African-American vernacular to refer to as a ghost or, in the hoodoo, belief, a witch-like creature seeking to chase victims to their death by exhaustion. That's terrible. Another online dictionary defines the word haint simply as a ghost. The tradition is more complex than that and varies from region to region of the southern U.S. That's cool. Uh, let's see, there's a book about bottle trees. Which I didn't know what a bottle tree was until I did research. I'm like, oh, what's a bottle tree? I'm like, is it like a birch tree? Is it like a pine tree? Is it like an oak tree or an ash tree? A maple tree? Not even quite, as I found out. <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of questions out there like, how does a hint get into the house? Now, haints can enter the home through windows and doors and through small holes like keyhole, keyholes or cracks. Now, my house has the old skeleton type keyholes on every door. We have these old fashioned, you know, the skeleton hole, you know, the skeleton key, right? 1924 house. They're going to have that style. We've never found the keys to it. Um, who knows what happened to those? The, the, door, the locks do work. But we don't use it because if you lock it, you're SOL. And they're the big bolt locks, you know. They're not, um, they're, they're brass. I'd say they're a metal of some sort. But yeah, no, none of our doors lock other than the front and the back door, obviously. But the bedroom doors, bathroom doors. In fact, the people that used to live here was a rental. And you can actually see where they had deadbolt, like, you know, those little deadbolts you could put on your door. You know, you can still see the imprints that they put on the doors because the actual door didn't lock. So, a little bit tidbit about my home. So, now, in some descriptions, haints in the form of haints in the form of evil spirits called boo hags, B as in boy, O O H A G S, two words, come to the bedroom at night and steal the energy of people while they sleep. Boo hags may sit on the chest of the victim. And hover over them, draining their energy like a vampire, and leaving them exhausted and unwell in the morning. In other descriptions, haints come to steal naughty children. I wonder if that's like Krampus. Now that whole thing about that creature sitting on the chest, I'm sure you've seen that where people have um, night paralysis. And they show that thing sitting on their chest. 
You know what that sounds like? Sounds just like a boo hag, which I've never done research on a boo hag. I just like to say the word boo hag. Hey, maybe I'll say it three times and boo hag, boo hag, boo hag. Nothing happened. Maybe it'll happen tonight when I sleep. I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, so apparently haints are easily distracted. Now, newspapers pasted onto walls, like wallpaper, so you take old paper you put on your wall, right, are said to distract haints from doing their evil deeds because they are compelled to read every word. Other such distractions include leaving out bowls of rice or sand to keep haints busy counting the grains or straw broom or brushes because haints must count the straws or bristles. Interesting, right? Now... If you guys have any information on haints, on haint, or if you know anybody in, like, say, Charleston, um, let me know. Because apparently, um, there is a folklore surrounding various ways to prevent, distract, or trap haints, including the use of unique color of house paint called haint blue on doors, windows, shutters, and porches. The blue color tricks haints into thinking they are approaching water over which they cannot cross. Haint blue can still be seen on houses in Charleston today. So if any of you guys are out there in Charleston or where they have this haint blue, can you send me photos of it to p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com? I am so intrigued by this and so fascinated by this. Or if, if you have any of your own stories about haint and you live in this these areas that, that um, kind of sound like some may still practice it, Carolinas, Georgia, and North Florida, please let me know. I'm so intrigued by this. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I at gmail.com. Hate blue. So that's why I thought Louisiana would be in there because, you know, Louisiana has all those really neat colors and they have like kind of like the hate blue. So now another way to, tra- to uh, trap these little guys, these creatures, these beings, are called bottle trees. And they are a kind of trap which catch- catches a spirit and holds them inside until daylight comes to destroy them. Some legends claim that a haint is a spirit traveling outside of its skin and must be put must be back inside the skin before the sunrise. Blue bottles are preferred. Now how to cleanse your house? Well, to cleanse the house of a haint and evil spirits, you can begin by burning sage or incense in every room. Then mop the floors, it's very important, mop the floors with pine and camphor and sprinkle salt across the doors and windows in the corners. Well, that's really interesting. And then they go on to talk about, um, they show a house that has newspaper on. You can kind of still see the hint blue. Newspapers painted onto walls of old house made useful insulation, but also served as a distraction for, for roving hints, which are compelled to read every word before they carry on with the mayhem. They sound like little, like, fairy, you know, like little fays or something. Even though it seems that the world, the word haint originated in the low country, it is used in regions across the South with some variations of meaning. That's part of what we will explore. And then they talk about more. Um, and they talk about the Gula Geechee culture is fascinating for many reasons. For the beautiful crafts, crafts like sweet grass baskets to the unique Carriol version of English. And of course, their delicious cuisines. So... That was really cool, right? So if you guys have any information on hate, I would love to see homes if you're in the area. That would be amazing. That would be so cool. 
to see that. Um, I did a little bit of research on Buhag. Um, basically, they are skinless creature that looks like raw meat. <laughs> Stories of Buhag came to the lower country of the traditions of, of from the Gula, sorry, Gula culture. God, that's hard to say. Legends say that the Buhag is a creature much like a European vampire, since it preys on life force of human victims. Described as skinless with glowing eyes and monster and eyes, the monster hides from sight during the day, or worse, walks around in the skin of its previous victim. Okay, that's kind of gross. They sit on the chest of sleeping people and steal their breath right from the victim's mouth. When a victim awake, awakes, they feel tired, as if they've been barely slept. Well, I've been there before. <laughs> Ooh, no. But even more terrifying, if a victim wakes while the hag is feeding, they might be able to see the boo hag, but unable to move. That's a sleep paralysis that I was just talking about, that you see that on the internet. If you search sleep paralysis after this podcast, you'll see they show like a lady or something like a person laying on the bed. They've got this like creature sitting on their chest, hence the name boo hag. Okay, that all makes sense now. Um, apparently, there's a walking tour about the boo hag and the old city jail, uh, hideous creatures, apparently at uh, this jail, the old city jail, whatever that is. Oh boy. Uh, there's a history of the old city jail. This is super creepy old jail was home to Lavina Fisher, America's first female serial killer. The jail is located on Magazine Street down and was in operation from 1802 to, until 1939. Lavinia and John Fisher were married and lived in, sorry, lived near Charleston. In the 1800s, the couple operated a hotel, the Six Mile Wafer Hotel. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My cat's coming up on me. Um, it's called the Six Mile Wayfair House. If you're, it's my kitty. If you're wondering why it's named Six Mile Wayfire, I know I'm saying that wrong. It's because a hotel was said to be only six miles outside Charleston. Reports of authorities started to come in that men last seen visiting Charleston and staying at the hotel were coming up missing. Ooh. It is believed that the couple, couple robbed and killed many travelers. Oh my goodness. The couple was arrested and housed in the very creepy jail in the 1820s, and they were both publicly hung at the gallows behind the building. The gallows. I like to say the word gallows. It's like a European word, the gallows. Investigate the gallows tonight. Legend has it that John Fisher went quietly and even prayed with a minister as well as wrote a letter that insisted he was innocent. He also asked for mercy and forgiveness. It is said that Lavinia went out with quite a performance. She wore her wedding dress and had, had to be carried to the gallows to be hung. Hanged. I say hung. Execu executioners didn't even get a chance to tighten the noose around her neck before she jumped to her death. Before jumping, legend has it that Lavinia, if you say, if you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me. I'll carry it. I'll carry it. Oh, Sabrina. It's my kitty girl. Serial kill, excuse me. Serial killers weren't the only people to take residence at this jail. This old city jail is known to have been home of Charleston's most infamous criminals, pirates, civil war prisoner. Oh, pirates. Oh, I want to write about the pirates. Pirates. Oh, there's no more words about the pirates. Pirates. There you go on that. That was a neat little yeah, distraction there. Side note. 
so as far as the podcast goes you guys um activity wise i heard some noise in the room the other day i'm not sure exactly what it was and it's still kind of out i don't know if it was just actually i thought it was my cat hitting up against the uh, register but he wasn't in there and then i heard another noise in the room and i i'm like huh interesting i have not done any investigations in the basement honestly because i haven't made time for it i apologize for that uh nothing no investigations however i did there's this uh, hotel that we go to for dinner because they have served dinner and it's a very old hotel built in 1800s it's on a historical site and all that it is a historical site and the owner of the hotel told me that some of his guests are saying that they've been hearing things he said i should come and check it out so who knows maybe in january we'll uh, get to investigate it we go there for dinner a lot so they know who we are maybe he'll just let me have free range of the hotel it's supposed to be a room on the second floor and on the first floor we'll see so i'm still doing research on the boohag let's see talking about vendors so that's that i don't have too much to go on on this podcast i'm trying to think what else has been going on Um, not a lot. Still trying to prove my tarot reading. I did myself, uh, my own tarot reading. reading. It's called a witch's circle. And it was actually very accurate. So it gave me a three month and then a six month, uh, I guess you'd say prediction. And I took a picture with my phone. So I've got it on my phone. So we'll see if what the cards came out will actually happen. I'm in the process of trying. No, not trying. I will be coming well becoming my own boss i'm hoping i'm no hoping (laughs) bad word i am in the process of improving my financial status and trying looking to be not confound to a monday through friday type job where i can create my own hours and i create my my finances coming in so that's my newest task for me husband knows nothing of it of course he <laughs> so i'm doing my own research on that so i just my job is okay but i don't think i'm good for the job so uh, let's see what else i have here enough about me right you guys <laughs> like okay we're bored oh let's see um i'm still searching gulas g-u-l-l-a-h well they believe the souls leave the human bodies upon death and if it's a good soul it ascends to heaven the spirits of a person has a different function Good spirits stay behind to watch over the deceased family, guiding and protecting them if needed. Now, a bad spirit, on the other hand, is a boo hag. See, that's really interesting. I didn't know that. I thought a boo hag is a boo hag. I didn't know that's a bad spirit. Um, so, basically, the boo hag uses witchcraft to manip- manipulate people and steal energy from the living while they sleep, which is what we went over. Uh, gulas sometimes bid each other good night and say, don't let the hag ride ya. <laughs> Boo hags are a little like vampires. Yeah. A skinless. Yeah. Ew. Bright red in color with bulging, bulging veins. To survive the world, they have, they have to steal a living person's skin and wear it like clothes so that they can move amongst the living without suspicion. They're very crafty. They can get in your house through small openings, windows, things like that. A boo hag will ride its victim all night long, then sneak away before dawn to return to its skin. 
if it can't get back to its skin before sun rise comes up, it'll be destroyed. So there's a way to kill it. There are some warning signs to let you know that a buhag is close. First, the air will become very hot and damp. Second, the air will smell like something is rotting. But if you've woken up exhausted after full night's rest, you may have been visited by, by a buhag. Now, buhags are not without weakness, though first they like first they, like other evil spirits in Gula creature, culture, are repelled by the indigo blue. Which is what we talked about, that's why you use indigo blue bottles on your bottle tree. Which is not a real tree. So back to that, you guys. I'm gonna this is what I wanted to talk about for. I don't know about you guys, but a couple years ago now, people were at craft shows making these bottle trees. Personally, I don't like them. They, they, it's something about them I don't like. I, I, I think they're ugly. <laughs> I really do. They're, they're just, they're, they're like sloppy. I, I can't, I don't like those. So anyways, these people who are making these at these craft shows, sometimes you see the gold ball blue, right? Sometimes you see different color bottles. I wonder. Now, if there's a connection, did they know what a bottle tree was? Do they realize what a bottle tree is? Because there's a house not too far from me who has a bottle tree and they're using all cold, blue, cold, bald blue. So I wonder, the people who bought these bottle trees, are they part of the Gula? Sorry, I said it wrong. Yeah, Gula culture. Or do they know somebody in that? Or do they believe that whole boohag thing? See how this works? Isn't that interesting? You take one little thing like this from the 1800s. It's still live to this day. Do they know that what they have on their front lawn is for the boohags? Or do they buy it because it looks pretty? Makes you think about it, doesn't it? Do you have a bottle tree? And if so, are you using blue, cold, blue, cold bought blue? Are you using it because it's pretty? Or are you using it because you really know what it's about and you're trying to capture those boohags? Let me know. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com I'd love to discuss this further with you people, my listeners. Uh, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm fascinated by this. Anyways, if you go outside and paint the tops of your window frames indigo blue, boohags won't be able to get through the windows. Salt also, which is, it's amazing how salt is used for so many different cultures. For witchcraft, boohags, protection, uh, things like that. It's just Salt is just amazing what it's used for. So, um, anyways, uh, they'll probably undergo blue. If you go outside and paint the tops of your window frames, blue, blue, won't be able to look at the house. Sorry, salt too is a goo, is a good boo hag repellent. A salted hag can't get back into its skin, but it's difficult for to assault hag to especially because since okay. But it's difficult to salt a hag, especially since we can't just run around pouring salt on people who we deem suspicious. <laughs> That's funny. Can you imagine? Wait, hold on. <laughs> you carry a pouch, a little leather pouch full of salt. <laughs> people are like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought that was funny. Okay, the easiest way to avoid a visit from Boohag is to keep a straw or broom or brush with many bristles close by because we know... They're compulsive creatures, and they just have to count every strand. Um, but by the time they finish counting, they typically don't have enough time to get back into their skin before the sun comes up. Sieves and strainers. Sieves and strainers will also work because they need to count all the holes. 
So what do you do? You just put a strainer in front of your front door? I don't know. Some boo hags are able to count fast, so you might want to keep a few brush, <laughs> a few bristle brushes, st strainers around. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I apologize if I'm saying, um, I'm not catching myself. If you wake up and discover a boo hag on your chest, it's not best to fight it. If you fight, the boo hag might steal your skin. That would hurt. Considering if you're like a, excuse me, if you're like a six point, six point, six, you're six foot tall, you know, God, that would hurt. And the mess on the bed. Oh my God. Have you been exhausted lately? Tonight, when you go to bed, be sure to hang a strainer on your bedroom, bedroom's doorknob. <laughs> Sorry. And leave a straw broom in the corner of your room. Maybe you should place a salt shaker on your night table just in case. Hopefully that will be enough for you to have a good night's sleep. <laughs> sleep tight. Don't let the boo hag ride ya. <laughs> that was funny. I like that one. That was that was good. That's the best one I found so far. So <laughs> again, you guys can email me at p a t t y i n w i at gmail dot com. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, you can even rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. I think it's there. You can give me a good rate, hopefully. Um, share my podcast. If you guys have any tips or something, email it to me. Uh, again, if you guys want to know my Twitter, you can uh, request it via email and I will share it with you. Otherwise, I really don't want to put it on the podcast just for certain reasons. I had, I think I put it out there once and it was a weird uh, weird, just a weird situation. So that's why I don't put it on pad podcasts, although it's on the past podcasts. Nothing I could do about those, right? I don't have any. I was trying to read other stories online, like about, like I said, the Christmas stories and Charles Dickinson and all of that, but I have to be honest with you guys. The stories were so freaking long. And because they were written in the 1800s and they used a lot of words that we don't use to this day. So, not to say it'd be confusing, but for me, the reader, it was confusing. I mean, I know what the words meant, but it's it's a vocabulary nobody uses anymore. So, if I were to say a specific word, you'd be like, what? So, you just kind of have to translate it in your mind. Oh, she's trying to say this. The stories that I read, I'll give you a brief summary, was, um, like, there's this, like, little kid hanging outside of a front window on a stormy night, and... The mother wanted to get the little girl, but she wasn't really there. She was a spirit. So the, the way they wrote stories back then really were not scary. They're not like, oh my God, that's like so scary. I can't believe that. It, it Nothing. All the ones that I, I skimmed through, I it was very unbelievable. But then again, who said they are true, right? And when I do my podcast, I try to, I do my best to find true stories. That is why I don't share too many stories, ghost stories on here, because I don't know if they're really true. I read them, I get the vibe for the story, I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? And I don't want to, I just don't like sharing non-true stories, it's just not the way I work. I prefer a real one. So if you guys have a real story, and you know it's real, and you want to share it on the air, or hey, you know what I was thinking, if you guys have your own podcast, and you want me to promote your podcast, I will do that here. Just let me know what the name of it is, you can email me. Uh, you can also visit me on my Facebook page at Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. I do post unique stories, like folklore stories, which I absolutely love. 
There's one story that I'll share where share I'll share with you here in just a second. Let me pull it up. Take me just a second. I found it very interesting. It's kind of gross. But I thought it'd be very interesting. Um Oh, I did it again, didn't I? I said, um, oh God, I really need a rubber band for that. Hold on, just like I have to wait for it to. And this is the only, I mean, I have my own personal Facebook, but this is for our community, for ghost hunters, tarot readers, mediums, whatever you guys want. Please visit the page. Let me know if you have any questions, as always, but yet nobody does, which is, I guess, okay. Um, no feedback is a good thing. So, see, there's the bottle ledge, and I put that on uh, the Facebook page. The one I posted is, in 2014, a Harvard University discovered that two books inside their library, which were from the mid-1880s, were actually bound together using human skin. Gross. One of the books, named Destinies, Destins, Destinies of the Soul, was written by Dr. Ludwig Buland in the book. The Dr. Buland wrote a note which explained a book about the human soul deserves to have a human covering. Ew. And there's a picture on the Facebook page about what it is, and that's just ugh, icky. So I shared that. That's the kind of thing I like to share, and I'll do updates on us and uh, what's happening with the with the with our team um, but on that, that's, that's pretty much it. I don't want to keep just dragging this out. You're like, okay, is it over yet? So, but thank you everybody for listening to my podcast. It's been about exactly 30 minutes, which is what I try to keep it at. Again, email me at P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I-Gmail.com. If you want my Twitter, I will share that with you via email only. I'm on, like I said, Instagram, but I don't, I just don't follow it that much. So you guys have a great week. I don't know if I'll do a podcast this week. I don't know if I'll have time, but I'm going to start doing a podcast, obviously, almost every Sunday, if I can get around to it, which I'm hoping you guys like. So you guys all take care. Have a great week. Enjoy your weather. Enjoy your life. Remember, anything you guys want, you can get. Just remember that. Anything you want in this world, in this life, you can get. And that is actually something I am currently working diligently on, going down a different path which I won't talk much about because I don't know anybody's beliefs or anything, so I don't want to offend anyone. But it's something I'm trying, I'm going to do, I'm going to succeed. And that's about it. So you guys take care. And this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.